The Carmen and Yurko podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Check out the ESPN Chicago Games, sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka at ESPNChicagoGames.com. Watch us compete against each other. Share memories and laughs, all for charity. Tito's Handmade Vodka celebrates 25 years. Cheers to you, Chicago. Bears fans, as far as the eye can see, we might as well be back home. Might as well be at Oakbrook Terrace. At the Twin Peaks. I mean, like, it's crazy. There are so many Bear fans here. Yeah, there are some Cowboy fans, too. we got a couple of them. We're invading their territory, but there's a lot of us down here, which is great. Bears and Cowboys in Week 8. We are on the road. The Windy City Takeover, thanks to the great folks at White Claw. We're at the Twin Peaks in Irving, Texas, and we're going to be here until 2.30. We'll cross off with Waddle and Sylvie in an hour. Peggy's in for Yerk. And then Peggy and Yurko, who do the postgame every week, every Sunday for us, are going to be on live here uh, outside of Dallas at the Grand Prairie Twin Peaks location this Sunday. You guys will be on to what, about 5 or so, right? Yeah. After uh, postgame, right as soon as the game's over to about 5 o'clock. Two hours, yep, till yeah, till 5 o'clock. Five, 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 I have a 7.15 flight then. 7.15, I think, yeah. I'm, uh, we're out at about 6.30 on Sunday night, so we'll get home. And uh, can't wait for the game, though, and hopefully the Bears find a way to keep it close. Big underdogs again. It was Nine down back under. Yeah. Now it's back out to 10. Is Points it? Bet's got it back at 10. Wow. So now one-way traffic, uh, maybe that's a good sign. There's been a little movement on both the Bears and the Cowboys. But, yeah, now some money back, uh, taking this thing back out to double digits where the Cowboys are a 10-point favorite. Two weeks in a row, the Bears are pretty big underdogs. I mean, two football weeks in a row, obviously, uh, within a week because they played on Monday night. Can they pull off a stunner? This one will be more difficult than what they pulled off in New England. And as crazy as that might sound against Belichick yeah, why and everything do you say else, because I think this team is a lot better. And I don't think it's nearly as as well coached. I don't think Mike McCarthy's a good coach at all. Um, I think Dan Quinn is good, but this is a better football team than New England right now. I think that's why. And, it's, and they've got Dak back, and his second game back I think will be a little bit better. The Cooper Rush thing so, is nice, fun story, but come on, Dak Prescott is exponentially better than Cooper Rush. This pass rush that we talked about. Um, they're playing, I think, with a lot of confidence right now. They know they can't afford too many trip-ups with the, uh, the way the Eagles are playing. If they want to stay in the division race, they already lost one head-to-head, and the Eagles are your last unbeaten in the NFL. Oh, and they have the Steelers at home this week coming out of bye, and they're yeah. a huge favorite. So I think a lot for Dallas to play for going into their bye. I think this week is going to be tough for them Monday. Well, the Bears are just so undermanned right now. They don't have the talent, not close to, to skill level no. that the Cowboys have. But, I, I, you know, success for them is measured in different ways now. Like, you have to look. They Can Justin Fields, can he stack these wins? Now, right. we're not expecting a win, but can he stack another can, good performance? I, that's what I was going to say. Can he stack can he good performances? Can he stack good performances? We yeah. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. We, it's gone up, and then it comes down. Then it goes up, and then it comes down again. So we need to see whether or not he can stack together good performances I just don't know if that's even a fair question to ask, considering the offensive line. I mean, my goodness. This Fifth is combo. just... Fifth combo probably this week. And that is the last thing games. you want from an offensive line. Now, yeah. the the strange thing was, in the very beginning in training camp, when Matt Eberflus said, and I remember everyone was trying to figure out what was the starting offensive line going to yeah. look like, and they would not commit to who was playing where. And he just kept saying, we are playing everybody everywhere. Number one, it was so that they could see the talent that they had mm. with the guys that they did not draft. They wanted to see you know, a Tevin Jenkins. They wanted to see a Sam Mustafer. They wanted to see a Larry Borum. Uh, they had the rookie, Braxton Jones, which they already liked. So 
I mean, that I, I get, but they ended up playing guys all over the yeah. place throughout training camp. And now, now they need it. Now they need to move guys around. Now they need, they need guys who are versatile. But if you talk to Hall of Fame offensive linemen, it's the worst thing you can it's do. It's the worst, absolutely. It's the worst you thing continuity. you can do. You need continuity. Yeah, 100% you do. The Tevin Jenkins thing, by the way, is trending in a very positive direction, wow. which I don't think anybody could have seen coming back in August. I mean, like, it, it actually looks like they're making something out of the pick, out of what was a bad situation three months ago. Like, he was their second highest graded player, not on the O-line, period. Yeah. Tevin Jenkins had the second best PFF grade out of anybody on the roster on Monday night in New England. Side note, did you notice during the game Monday night that he kept he kept pulling his shoulder around and oh, he kept trying God. to loosen his shoulder? Oh, God. We Still thought he, him? We thought he was going to come out of the game, but he went right back in, did not miss a snap. That is another problem to look at um, Sunday in the game, that Ooh. keep an eye on Tevin Jenkins because he was definitely... Definitely paying some attention to a shoulder issue that was going on in the game Monday night. Uh, that's um, not good. Back to his uh, surprise performance. He was definitely on the trading block. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, when I had reported it, that it was after uh, Ian Rappaport said it. It was a couple weeks later, and I had talked to a couple of people who confirmed it. I talked to Tevin. Yeah. He did not expect to be with the Bears. Wow. So... I think, to be honest with you, and, and I don't know, I think that they were not sold on him for whatever reason. They misevaluated him. Maybe they read him differently. I mean, go back to his college days. Maybe they didn't think he was a tackle. Exactly. So they moved him inside. But he's a, just a different cat. He's just kind of a guy that, that like, you wonder, does he have that that hunger to be that maul inside of him to be an offensive lineman and he does on the field I mean, it, you look, see it, him. it looks like he it. throws guys after the he whistle looks like he's got an edge about him but it's off the field he is one Quiet. of the most gentle nicest kindest men and i think there's this juxtaposition that you you have when you meet him that you think you know, we need to get ourselves this, you know, yeah, yeah. stereotypical offensive lineman in here. That coupled with whatever they saw on film, and there wasn't a lot of it last year because he only played in, what, the last five games? It wasn't much because of the injury. Yeah, that so, slowed everything. That, you know, he was definitely, they, they definitely got calls on Tevin Jenkins. And for whatever reason, they decided to, either they didn't like what the offers were or they decided to move him inside. Let's see what he can do. You think they screwed up by waiting uh, this long to trade Quinn? Would yes. they have done it? Yes. If they had done it, could they have gotten a third rounder yes, over the summer? I do. Especially off after the Von Miller deal last year. Yes. I think that his value was definitely higher. Did they have any obligation at all to their new head coach, who's a defensive head coach, to say we won't trade both of them this summer? Or does, should that not matter? After they traded Mac, do you think part of it was, you know, we, you still need to feel the team. You still need some talent. Well, you know, even though you're trying to maybe rebuild. You know, I, I, I agree. Like, you still but it, isn't it ironic it that they kept the guy that opted out of yeah. voluntary camp? I mean. But I, I think it would have been a hard thing maybe to say to a defensive coach that you picked, we're going to trade. The guys that had and we're 26 not sacks for you last year. And we're not going <laughs> to sign Roquan Smith. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, um, okay, Matt. Um, so we're going to trade 20. Well, what did they have combined last year? 26 sacks? We're going to trade 26 sacks. Oh, and 
Um, Roquan's probably not going to be happy and won't be here much until the season starts because we're not giving him a contract. Like, I, I wonder if part of it was to see... I, I don't. I don't know, and maybe that shouldn't enter the calculus at all. But it doesn't seem like that's them. It doesn't seem. I think that they they look to the future. They look to see what's best, and they like. So they what, are not trying to win this year. Like no, that know. is just a benefit, right? And the whole coaching staff is just trying to get as much out of these guys that they have. The roster turnover is going to be huge again next year. Yeah, I would it's think. It's going to be huge. But it's, it's weird that to hear Ryan Poles then say, oh, no, we don't, you know, because he was asked, right? He, it was like, oh, we don't know what we could have got. We didn't ask, and we, were, we didn't want to trade him. We wanted to keep him. Like, well, you had to get calls about Robert Quinn. Had to. You must have. Had to. And I am curious, were any of those ever better? And they're not going to tell you the truth, obviously. But were any of them ever better than a fourth rounder? And, like, what was their impetus for keeping him this long then? And what got to the point, What you know, what brought them to the point now where a fourth rounder is offered? Because he and said it was did. too good. It was too good to pass up. And that's really? Why, and I'm fine with it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, it's, I get why you're doing it. But I do think we're still going to Did you see... miss the boat on maybe getting an even better draft pick. At yeah. least it's something for a guy that is not part of their long-term plan. Well, and, and then the other thing now is that every team always, always is looking for offensive linemen. Now, with the latest, with Larry Borum being in concussion yeah. protocol this week, uh, now does that affect them getting rid of any of their backup, Riley Reef? Right. He was. He totally could have been someone that they could have put off on another team by the November first. You think there'll be another trade before Tuesday? I do think so. Yeah, yeah I do. I just think that that's it's. I, I think that uh, that's the mode the Bears are in, and I think that they've put a lot of tape out there on national TV for other teams to see. They've had two and national I, games. Yeah, in the last and I think two. that there's. I think there's a couple some value in some of these guys. Would you be shocked if Roquan was traded? I actually would. Be. I would be too. Yeah, I. Hey, Courtney, I would Courtney be. said that too the other yeah. day. I would be. Yeah, I would be shocked because I think that they are banking on – I think they were so stunned by how those talks turned mm. so quickly um, that I think that they will either sign him to what he originally asked for, although if he puts up these numbers like he's doing after yeah. Monday night, he, it, th- that number he asked for preseason is only going to go up. Mm. Uh, how about Tom Brady is two games below 500 for the first time in his career? That is Can I just, an unbelievable stat that it's the first time the guy's been playing for 20 years. And I, I hate below seeing 500. him like whine and piss it, and moan over his, you know, someone go give him a can of Spam or Pam or whatever. Spam. And just tell him like just quit pissing and moaning. Like he, he looks at his guys and he spikes the ball and he gets hey but he's always done that welcome welcome to a, a mediocre team welcome, welcome to 45 to... and mediocrity yes, my man exactly we we know a guess, lot about guess it what, tom you're not getting giselle in your next life all right yeah like this you're is not, it you're not getting this, giselle this, like, in your next life this is the charmed life buddy you yeah. better enjoy it uh, and maybe it's time to just stop i mean it, like if there's ever an argument for listen you're a competitor and that's great and i get it like yeah, like, you got seven of them. Like, it's probably time yes, to stop. Exactly. Like, you know, this, and, is, and by this the way, is the end. Is it? Am I the only one that looked at him when he walked off the field with his helmet in his hand and he looked like he was spray-painted perfect makeup he, for a post-game interview? I'm not going like, to lie. Like, he literally he, walked off the field. He had perfect shading on his cheekbones. His he, makeup looked like – I was like, who, who walks off after playing a football game looking like that? He's morphing into Derek Zoolander. 
I mean, he, like, he really is. He's morphing into Zoolander. Like, his, look at his hair. He's got the most and, like, his cheeks. cheekbones yeah. and jawline. Like, he's got more Botox in him. Uh, does he? Or then the country clubs on the North Shore. Really? Yes. He's got he is, blue steel. He, he's yes. turning into like blue steel. Like he is slowly but surely turning into Zoolander. I mean, look um, at he's him. actually like a skinnier version though. Like Ben Stiller was pretty jacked in Zoolander. Like he is turning into. I don't know is why he he's turning than, into like a male model instead are you, of. Are you older than him? I'm a little older than him. I'm. I'll be 46. He just turned 45 in August, okay. right? I I, I, I turned 46 in December, so I'm guys, a little older. Guys, guys. What 45-year-old do you know that does not have a single wrinkle on their face? I don't know. And I think, I, I, you know. Not like, one. I got wrinkle. I, I think I take pretty decent care of myself. And yeah. I, like, his, I'm looking. You got, you, like, you got yeah, the, you got got the forehead. You need some Botox right I don't, there. I'm never going to get Botox. Stop it. But, but, I, like, but he honestly, is, he looks, he he looks like male modeling is his new profession. Yes. And not football. Yes. It's weird. I hate to talk so... Um, What's the term I'm looking for here? Like, he is Tom Brady. Like, like men talk about that. women? No, no. I mean, we're giving him a hard time. Like, I feel bad about, we're like, berating him. him. Not even that. Like, I am. I, yeah, you are a little bit, Peggy. <laughs> Jeez. I mean. I'll I, admit it. I, I am. I've, been, right. I've enjoyed watching. Like, when you get to watch a goat, like, you should enjoy it. And I really do believe that. That's why I don't get all the LeBron angst. I mean, like, I guess I kind of get some of it because he brings it on himself. But, like, we've genuinely been able to watch for the last 18 years one of the three or four uh, greatest players to ever play basketball, probably the second greatest player behind Michael to ever play the game. Like, there's really no arguing that. I don't know why. I, don't, I, I guess I just don't get, like, why don't you just sit back and enjoy it? And I've enjoyed watching Brady's career, but we're getting to a point now where it's like you're not that good. There is something weird going on with your body. Uh, like, it's kind of strange. Right? And I... I yeah, but I guess we are objectifying him a little bit. We, Maybe we are. Right it's okay. Like, yeah. it's okay. Like, welcome to our world. Not me ever, but the women who look better than me. No, Peggy, <laughs> stop it. By the way, I, I got to say, it's always great to be at Twin Peaks when it's Halloween week. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it is, you know, it's like double the fun. I'm sorry, Peggy. Listen, I'm going to objectify I now. knew. <laughs> I knew when I looked out the window today and that it was 50 degrees oh. and rainy that I did not have enough clothes with me. Oh, yes, you do. Until I walked in here. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't know how they stay warm, actually. I didn't then I realized like the I had way too many. I felt like asking the bartender before. I'm like, are you cold? I really do want to know. No, not because of that. She's you can like, never ask a woman, are you cold? It's, are you an idiot? She's not wearing Think about anything. What, exactly. But you're like asking if she's like pointing north. No, that's not why. She, well, they, they, that's they, why you can never ask a woman if she's cold. I, I meant just more because of her gen- the outfit she was wearing. I was like, it's got to be chilly behind the bar. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't meaning that. Stop it. But I didn't ask anyway. But I do it love being here so, for Halloween week. Karen is so lucky she's that you lucky. are she's, that tell me you about are it. so concerned. Tell me about it. About I'm, the well-being of others. The Peggy. well-being of okay. our. I'm like, don't you need a shawl or something? No, yeah, like as if you're going to give her something how to old? cover up. How old am yeah, I? Like, like, I seriously she, am old. Says, I'm like, do you need something wait, to cover up? Like, if I'm she surreal. said yes, I'm cold. Would you actually give her? Yes, if she said like I'm freezing, I need a sweatshirt. I would. I uh, listen. I'm not. You'd a, say, why don't you take a jog around the <laughs> around the room and work up a little bit of a sweat? I'm 46 almost. I have an eight year old daughter. I, I I I'm a very different person. I'll, and I really genuinely, I'm like, if you need a blanket, I can go get one for you. Do you mm. need a, a blanket? Mm. That wouldn't be the case. No, you're years thinking ago. that you say that now. How old your daughter's eight? Eight. Okay, let's give it. I'm going to give till no, uh, five even. years. I can't even. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, don't even want to think about it. Thirteen years old, and she has the midriff. 
And no, I can't think the, of that. The uh, shorty skirt. Um, this is when my daughter. I mean, this is, yeah, I still this that is age. the uniform that those girls wear now. I can't so. Do it. Yeah, oh, so keep thinking keep right. thinking those thoughts. Keep those thinking how much fun it is to be here for Halloween week. Absolutely. It is glorious. We're at Twin Peaks in Irving, Texas. We're drinking White Claw. Bears and Cowboys this week. We'll be right back. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. See what we're up to. See them on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Got a lot of transplants. That are down here. Bears fans, they're still uh, offering us up the best barbecue locations. I love coming to Texas to get barbecue. I will say they do it pretty well down here, Peg. And I was in Austin, and your son's at Austin, so you know. I was in Austin in the spring. Uh, Terry Black's phenomenal. Yeah, that's um, probably the best. It's so good. Yeah. I've heard, I love Aaron Franklin. I'm like a huge fan of his methods, and I have his cookbook, and I do a lot of I, I mimic his style with what I when I smoke at home, um, meat that is. Uh, not like cigarettes or vaping or anything like that. You didn't have to explain it. <laughs> um, and, but I don't want to wait like nine hours that's, in line. See, that's the, I don't you know? understand why when it's still that, like everyone uh, knows it and it's, why I is there know. still and that And I've line? heard it's good, but like Terry Black's is phenomenal. We got a bunch of good recommendations for some places from the transplants. Got a, just a lot of fans that are from the city that are down here, including, believe it or not, a whole group of cowboy fans. They're from Wrigleyville. That's crazy. They, they, they go to Sluggers. They hang at Sluggers, and they watch uh, Cowboys games at Sluggers, I guess, on the weekends. But they pick a game every year they come to. They come down to Dallas. They're Chicago's. It's like a Chicago Cowboy fan club, and they're all from Wrigleyville uh, and Sluggers. So I, we told them. We took a big group picture, even though we were, we were booing them and chanting Bears. There are definitely more Bear fans in here, which is very cool. We're kind of taking over this place. Um, it's been a fun. It's been a fun show. We're here till about two thirty. Peggy and Yurko are going to be doing Bears post game live at the Twin Peaks location in Grand Prairie. If you're sticking around, or if you're coming down for the game, and you're going to be here on Sunday night, we thank White Claw Heart Seltzer for getting us down here because we are having a blast. Coming up at like one thirty, we'll do Peggy's keys to the game since Yurko's oh, on the wow. golf course. Around uh, two, around three of four for Yurko oh, in Vegas. Boy. Can you imagine? He's going to be exhausted. You know, I ran into him in Vegas one year. You're going? Yes. I just happened to, I was there and I was, um, I don't know what table I was at. And also I look across the table. Can't miss him. And there he is. And I I just looked over. I was like, you're going. And he just had this big grin on his that face. That big Yurko grin. Yep. God only knows the shenanigans uh, that they've been involved oh, in. They, they got there Tuesday night. He's flying to meet us here tomorrow, and then he and Peggy uh, will do post. Bulls play in here in Texas tonight. They play in San Antonio against a uh, surprisingly spunky Spurs team to start the year. Um, I'm starting to dread. So we, you know this wager that we have? Abdallah, so we had a, I had to pick... 16 of the 20 playoff teams, and they're not all technically playoff teams in the NBA because they play in tournament, but we, I had to pick the 16 that will comprise the playoffs and the play-in tournament, all right? I had to correctly pick 16 of the 20 because 20 teams will go, at the very least, into the play-in tournament. You know what I'm saying? You'll yes. have the, the, seven, the uh, six oh, seeds right. locked okay. in and yeah. then seven, eight, nine, and 10, all right? If I come up short, if I don't hit 16 out of 20, um, I have to go eat at the Olive Garden with them, which is my nightmare. Oh, it is? Oh, come on. Um, and I'm starting to dread. I, like, I don't have much wiggle room. I have to pick at 80%, 16%, uh, uh, 80%, 16 out of 20. 
I'm starting to dread two picks in the West that I made to make the play-in tournament. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. I picked them to make the play-in tournament. The Kings and the Lakers, and they're both 0-4. And Black picked the Spurs, I remember, and I'm like, man, I wonder if I should pick the Spurs. And I'm starting to really get nervous. It's like a week in... Ten, uh, it's a week and two days into the NBA season, and I'm sweating every stupid Laker loss. Because I'm like, oh, my God, I can't afford many misses here, and I can't afford to go eat at the Olive Garden. I don't want it oh, to happen. so funny. They're 0-4, and the Kings are 0-4, and the Bulls are uh, in San Antonio to play surprisingly 3-2 and two Spurs team tonight. So if OG came and wanted to, to be a sponsor of uh, no, Carmen not, and York, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wow. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. You would turn down yes, money. Yes. 100%. Nah, you, there's probably a price for everything. If you're like, yeah, we'll give you a schmill, though. I'm like, all right, I'm probably yeah. going to have to do it for a schmill, though. Yeah. I'll sell out for a schmill. Yeah. Anything less than that, forget about it. See, it's, it, it's good to be king. Not, uh, See, on Peggy and Dion, <laughs> we'll whore for anything. Okay, Peggy said that. <laughs> Not me. Seriously, OG, you want to come and sponsor? You want to get in? You want to sponsor? Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Peggy and Dion. Absolutely. That's our new slogan, Peggy and Dion. They'll whore for anything. Danny, (laughs) this is your doing, Danny. Poor poor Jake, his mom. So so Jake, our our producer today, uh, is our regular producer on Peggy and Dion. And whenever I... Jake's right here on the Twitch channel. Get in there, Jake, so everybody can see. Whenever I... go a little bit out of bounds with things mm-hmm. that I say, Jake just starts shaking his head. Yeah. And I look and I go, why Why does that bother you? And he goes, all I can think of is my mother. She's listening. My she's, mother. She's at home in Texas listening. Yes, she's at home listening. So last night, we meet his mom in the airport. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. She comes running over, gives me a big hug, and she goes... I love you. Like, I love your I filthy go, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about you, Peggy. I know. Like, like I'm, I'm like the alter ego of saying everything that anyone wanted to say, but they couldn't because they're playing a certain role. She knows you're a great influence on me every Saturday. That's so I'm in, good, I'm in great hands with you. Well, there's a balance, too, because Dion balances it really well. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. does. Yeah. She does, yeah. but... Yeah, she's yeah. good. Dion Moore walks that like straight and narrow, and of she's course like, she does. You know, she's like I said, Dion is who you want to bring home to yeah, mom and yes, dad. Yes, I think Peggy yeah. is who you don't. <laughs> Peggy's the one you want to go get drinks with. <laughs> Dion is the one you want to bring home to mom and dad. I think like that's uh, the perfect summation. <laughs> what, what was your order, by the way, last night? I loved your uh, your order. What? We're, we're at, we're, we're so like this like, wine bar at so United. Your, your snobbishness when it comes to, to Italian food and, and whiskey, whiskey yeah, yeah. is akin to my snobbishness with wine. Like, Peggy's a legit level one sommelier, like, no joke. Yeah, well, I mean, anyone can be that. Anyone can yeah, do it. Yeah, but you still kind of, like, you, there's... You just got to, there's some studying, but, yeah. you know, you still got to... So, you got to have a nice palate, and you got to kind of know, and, you know, so you're into wine, for yes. sure. So we were at the, the wine bar at O'Hare, yeah. and we get our drinks. We're looking and, at the menu, okay? There's a wine menu. Yeah. And it, she's there right. A, like, if it, like, here, like, here, where we are here at Twin Peaks, they've got a pretty good whiskey menu. And I'm a snob. Like, I'm looking over it as a whiskey snob. I know yeah. what I am. Peggy's looking at this menu, and me and, you know, Danny Lynch and I, I'm like, yeah, the, uh, the cab looks good to me. The Pinot yeah. Noir, like, the Russian River Valley Pinot looks yeah. great. And Peggy's like, yeah. I put it down. Yeah, Peggy, like, put it down. She's like, and what did you order? A Prosecco with? Uh, I ordered a Prosecco because that was, I would prefer French bubbles, but they had the Italian bubbles, French so bubbles. it's okay. So, you are uh, a snob. <laughs> so I got the Prosecco with a shot of gin. 
and a splash of simple syrup. It's the greatest order ever. And I'm like, wow, that's badass, Peggy. Carmen looked at me and goes, what did you just like, order? What? And I said, well, it's like a French 75. It's like the Polish version awesome. of a French 75. So, yeah, she's ordering Polish French 75s. <laughs> There is such a thing. We call it the Polish 75. It's the Polish. Yeah. We're gonna, the, then it would be the 76. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I didn't. Remember the STP 76 stickers when we were growing up? Absolutely. Oh Richard Petty, gosh. I think. Wasn't it? Wasn't Richard Petty a My dad was like, like we I would thought. have those stickers until everyone started saying what it meant. Stop teasing. Yeah, exactly. And it was like. That is the best. Yes. I, I, I really respected that order. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to maybe get that next time. Well, and I don't then, care what anybody thinks. I'll have a Prosecco with a splash of gin and a little simple syrup. And that, well, it's not a splash of gin. It's a full shot. All right. A full shot. <laughs> a full shot <laughs> but, of gin. But I asked you what you ordered on the plane. And oh, you yeah. Said, we got the same thing. We, we got, got Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Well but done. I had a club soda with a sugar packet. She's making her own. My own man. Old, uh, old, old fashioned. My own old fashioned. She's like, do you have any Luxardo cherries? <laughs> Uh, no, we don't have those on the plane. Uh, Peggy's Keys coming up, and we'll do our cover five. Don't go anywhere. We're live at the Twin Peaks in Irving, Texas, for Bears and Cowboys with White Claw and ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeValco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. We're with White Claw, Hard Seltzer. We are at the Irving Twin Peaks location. Peggy and Yurk will be live at the Grand Prairie location for post game, right around three thirty or so, till about five five fifteen on Sunday after Bears and Boys. Bears getting uh, ten in this game total in the game, sitting around forty two and a half. Yurko normally does his keys, but since he's not here, Peggy's going to do her keys to the game. All right. So, I, I, thank you, Peggy's keys. These are going to make so much more sense than Yurko's keys. It's not even uh, Don't count on it. Oh, they will. Absolutely. All right, Peggy, what are the keys to victory? All right, I spy number 11. Oh. Know where Micah Parsons is at all times. Yes. Show him and slow him and get rid of the football. I love That's it. number one. Number two, Luke Getze. Can he outsmart his former boss, mm. Mike McCarthy? I think he can, but can he put back-to-back good game plans together against a team that the Bears are highly unfavored to beat? You're exactly right. Finally, or not finally, defense. Don't worry about Dak Prescott, please. You're not going to get to him. They have only allowed, what, 11 sacks this year of the quarterback for Dallas. So unless you see a, a, a linebacker blitz, a safety blitz, just stop the run. Stop tackle, tackle, tackle. Whether it's you know Ceedee Lamb or one of the running backs, you've got to bring these guys down. Three-headed rushing attack for the Bears must show up. It has to be a Montgomery, Herbert, and Fields all-out mm. attack offensively against Dallas's defense. They've only given up eight touchdowns this year. Only two rushing touchdowns have they given up. But 
Last week, the Patriots had given up zero to a running back, and they gave up two rushing touchdowns last week and another to Justin Fields. I'm saying two weeks ago, the Patriots went into Cleveland, and we know how good the Browns can run the football, and they completely choked the life out of Cleveland's running game. And the Bears dominated them on the ground. So it was, was, that's what made, I think, the performance so impressive and the game plan so impressive. Like you said, can they do that for a second straight week where the game plan is sound? And yeah, I think you got to give Herbert more and more touches. He's just the better running back. I mean, he is. I, I, like, I like Dave Montgomery, but the more explosive player is clearly Khalil Herbert. Until you get to the goal line. Okay, that's then fine. Fields or Montgomery at the goal line. That's fine, but the, the more explosive player without question is Khalil Herbert. And finally, my final key to the game is special teams. Do not overlook special teams. The kickoff return for Dallas yeah. is the fifth best in the National Football League. It's been good. Cavante Turpin has already tore off a 63-yard yep. return and a 52-yard return already this year. They won last week, I think. I think he had a 52-yard return Detroit. last week. Yes. Yep. Do yep. not. You have to contain on special teams. Do not give them the field position in a short field Love for it. Dak Prescott. And those would be Peggy's keys So to much the game. more concise <laughs> than your coach's keys to the game. <laughs> Phenomenal. I love it. I Dave. didn't really know I was doing it, so I had to kind of like. Oh, that was expertly done. Are you kidding me? All right. Thank your, you. Yurko forgets most weeks that he's doing it too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> what? Keys? What? Uh, what do I got to do? Keys. Oh, my God. Yurko's keys of the game are next. And he'll go like this. He'll turn that. What? What? He'll look at me like, what? What do I got to do? The keys, Yurko. You got to do the keys to the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The keys to the game. Oh, my god. You've gosh. only been doing it for 20 years on the radio. Uh, all right. Let's do cover five real quick. Uh, Charlie's back at the shop. Jake's here. I can't find five games in the NFL I like this week against the spread. Cover five app is free. All right. You, you risk nothing. But you can win. There's a $100 weekly cash prize when you play the Carmen and Yurko game. It's CJ22 on the free Cover 5 app. Bleck is dominating, by the way. He's third in the over. No, he's fourth in the overall standings uh, out of 1,225 participants. He's doing great. So there's a weekly $100 cash prize plus a Pride Store gift card for 100 bucks, And can't beat a gas card right now. And there's a, a year-long prize of I think it's a $1,000 cash prize at the end of the year. So get in. To uh, Cover 5, it's a free app, like I said, or just go to Cover5.com and you want to play the CJ22 game. I honestly can't find five I like. I'm going to have to at some point, but games I've circled so far, guys, uh, Jayville, I'm going to go back to the well with Jayville. I might be nuts. They've won the stats in a lot of their games. It's probably a little bit dangerous laying points with them because they can't close games yet, Peg. They don't know how to win yet. Yeah. You know, like Jayville just doesn't know how to win and close out a game yet. They had four trips into the... Giants red zone last week. They came away with three points. Um, Doug Peterson's going for it on fourth down instead of making a six-point game, a nine-point game. They let the the Giants go on a long drive, like a long four-minute drill to kill the clock after they took the lead um, and gave them very little hope of completing the comeback. But they dominate the stats in a lot of games. Like, the Jags have outgained their opponents this year. They've outscored their opponents. Their average points per drive are better than their opponents this year. But they can't win games. They're two and five. They have a nearly identical um, uh, scoring differential than the Giants. The Giants are somehow 6-1, and one and they're 2-5. and five. So wow. they can't really win games yet, and it scares me a little to lay points with them. But uh, they've got this London thing down pat. They've done it more than any other team, obviously. So I'll go Jayville. I kind of like Arizona getting the points, even though Minnesota's coming out of bye. I like Arizona on the road. They've got a little mini bye that they're off here, too, because they played on Thursday Night Football, and they're getting four. I like Seattle against... 
the Giants at home. Tough travel spot for the Giants. I keep fading them. I must be crazy. 5-0 and straight up against the spread as a underdog so far this year. But I'll, I'll lay the three with Seattle. Tough travel spot after the Giants had to play in Jayville last week. Now they have to go out to Seattle. And then, believe it or not, uh, I'm going to play the Rams this week, even though uh, Shanahan's had the better in McVay in most of these matchups. And I don't even know my fifth game yet. It might be the Bears. I don't know. I'm having a tough time finding one. But it's so hard to pick games against the spread in this league. Uh, welcome to mediocrity. Oh, my God. Right? It's And the number, well, the Bears last week were such a perfect example. You were, like No one saw that coming. But no one the, saw that. The underdogs are killing it this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, and another one hit last night. And, yeah, it was a short price and a close line. And maybe not that much of a surprise that Baltimore would go on the road and win that game. I think just I think Baltimore's the better team than Tampa right now. But another underdog hit last night. The dogs have done very well. Jake, you got a few you like in the cover five? You know what? Like you said, it is so hard it's to brutal. pick right now. And especially this week's schedule. You know what? I'm going to take the Jets to cover against the Patriots. But my bold prediction, I oh, think I like the Carolina prediction. Panthers cover. After a big win last week, they're fighting for a first. They are. Beat the Falcons and cover. Yeah, you like a straight-out winner, huh? Yeah, I the, like it. The, the winner of the Falcons, uh, the winner of the Falcons-Panthers game this week is in first place in the NFC South. Get out of here. I mean, I, I thought Atlanta might be the worst team in the league. Carolina, and they've proved me wrong. They've been actually surprisingly efficient with what they've done offensively, um, even with some big injuries. And they've covered a lot. Last week was the first week Atlanta did not cover a spread. Um, Carolina fired its coach, traded probably what you'd say is one disgruntled player, still kind of a talented one, but a disgruntled one, yeah. Robbie Anderson, traded probably their best all-around offensive player, and the winner of that game is in first place in the NFC is South. Like you said, welcome to mediocrity. Yeah. Charlie, what do you like in the cover five? Yeah, so I'm with you on a lot of your picks. Like, I really like Jacksonville going against Denver because I just enjoy betting against Denver so far this year. I think everybody does right now. Like Everybody likes cheering against Russell Wilson. Poor Russ. Yeah, and, and he's going to play, by the way. And I, I kind of think, you know, it's a little bit of a luck-runs-out situation for, for the Giants against Seattle, so I'm with you on Me Seattle. Too. I am going against you, though, on San Francisco. I really like All San right. Francisco this week. I think... Kyle Shanahan is like eight and four against eight Sean four. McVay. I, I think the Rams are like secretly kind of a mess. They're they're thirty first in rushing yards per game right now, and that's they like, are that's that's how they kind of made their bread and butter for a while. Under, under more McVay. of my angle on that game is like they've got to play like the more desperate team and they've had extra time. If McVay can't cook up something now, it's like what are you doing? And not only is he eight and four, you can make a pretty good argument that he should be nine and four. And that the 49ers should have went to the Super Bowl last year. If Jaquizki Tart, and I, I always butcher his name, Jaquizki, if he could hold on to a football, guess what? The 49ers win the game. All he has to do is just catch it and squeeze it. And the 49ers probably win that game and go back to the Super Bowl. So you could make the argument that Shanahan should be 9-3 and three against him. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But he's really had the much better end of that rivalry. If McVay can't cook up something now out of a bye against an injury I, maybe i wouldn't say riddled because they've got some guys back like bosa's back but there are still a lot of injuries that the niners are dealing with they still don't have eric armstead um they still don't have Greenlaw. they still are they might miss debo samuel this week because he's mispracticed with a hamstring injury it's like come on now's the time to do it mike north's going to give us the bonus play when we come back he hit him uh he hit two of them last week when he gave him to us and uh and then we'll get ready for cross talking a little bit with waddle and sylvie don't go anywhere uh, talking Bears, NFL in Week 8, Bears and Cowboys. We're live in Dallas with White Claw. We'll be right back.
Got an appetite for football and 29-degree ice-cold beer and maybe some White Claws? Yeah, only one place to satisfy your craving. The Ultimate Sports Lodge, Twin Peaks. That's where we are down here in Irving, Texas. Best place for game day, 360 degrees of huge TVs made from scratch food, bursting from the kitchen, and delicious cold beer in man-sized mugs. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Crosstalk coming up. But right now it's time for Mike North's bonus play. My partner was hot last week, man. He picked us up. I had my first losing weekend of the year in football, so it's been a pretty good run. Try to bounce back. This week with a new, fresh episode of The Odds Couple that's ready and waiting for you on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download it. But Mikey was smoking hot last week. Uh, Gave out a bunch of winners. Uh, Hit the double bubble here on the bonus play. So he's here to try to do it again. He's at North to North on Twitter. And Mike North joins us now on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Mikey, what up, buddy? What's up, Carm? What's up, Peg? Hey, Mike. How's going on? Is, is Jerry Jones come in it, yet? We tried to get Jerry on. He's too busy talking to the uh, Dallas sports fans on the fan, though. He goes on with those guys every Friday. There are so many Bear fans down here, you'd love it, Mike. I mean, truly uh, uh, already invading this town for the weekend. Met Jerry Jones at a Super Bowl, one of the great guys. Yeah, we had a good time. I remember I bought you around the drinks. He's one of the good guys, but uh, you know what? We had a good week last week. 2-0, Carm, we knock it down with Denver and the over in the uh, uh, NBA. Now, you know, we're, diversification's what it's all about. You know, that's I tell right. you that all I the time. It. You know, that's right. Just spread the infield, spread it around the infield. We're going to go a little college football. Uh, by the way, don't forget the odds couple, folks. The podcast is up. I listened to it twice. It's fantastic. <laughs> Believe me when I tell you this. We're on a roll right now. But we have Wake Forest versus Louisville. I don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson isn't walking through that no. door. but. You know, you know, basically Wake Forest. I don't know who would walk through that door. I don't know Palmer's their most famous athlete. He was a golfer. I would probably like to tell everybody that I know any players on these teams, but I don't. But it's the system that I play. Take Louisville plus the three and a half against Wake Forest as they get stunned in what may be an upset. Okay, number one. Live dog. You like that one, Carm? I got a new out of you. When I get a new, I feel like I've done my job. Okay. And then we got, uh, you know, they're, they're calling for Jimbo Fisher's head. They're, they're talking about transferring um, a bunch of guys getting out the porthole and this and that. The only portal I ever knew was one in a boat. I was in a boat once. And the uh, bottom line is you got Texas A&M, and they're going to be playing a pretty good Ole Miss football team. They bounce, though. Texas A&M gets it together, even with uh, some injuries. Jimbo Fisher, uh, the spread right now is, is, is I think it's on t- uh, Texas A&M plus one and a half to yep. two. Take Texas A&M in that game. I like, I like it. Night game down there in College Station. Oh, Absolutely come on. I like that pick a lot. I'm a big fan. All right, Mikey, great stuff. We'll talk to you next Friday, my man. Good talking to you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Uh, Mike North at North to North. Yeah, and a new podcast is up, so download it now on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the encore replay tomorrow. Uh, we were watching a little bit of Bucks Ravens last night, but the minute the plane took off, then all of a sudden you can't stream no the live streaming. stuff anymore. Yeah. yeah, so we weren't able to watch the end. Uh, we also did not get to watch the Blackhawks live. I was happy to see they they lost. They're supposed to be tanking. 
It's like eight points. What are you guys doing? Slow your roll. But Connor McDavid had a oh, hat trick Lord. last night. I mean, he's got eight goals already. He's got two hat tricks this it, year. It's unbelievable. He's so special. He really is. And they can't. Like, they're, they're, they're right. botching him the way other teams botch. I'm trying to think of a good comparable right now. You know, like the it's way like the Trout. Angels. Yeah, like Trout and Shohei. Like, that the Angels can't make the playoffs is just incredibly sad. Um, and in. I feel like Edmonton is wasting. They've got two great players. I mean, they've got Drysaddle and they've got McDavid. I mean, like they're they're wasting uh, McDavid, and it's like, what are you doing, man? He's just so good. But he I saw so the highlights good. this morning. Well, listen, if the if the Blackhawks really were tanking, they would have already gotten rid of well, 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 their what stars. They, what are they doing then? Aren't they tanking? Yes. Yes, Kane and Tate. All they have get, to do they have to they have to give the okay, right? I yeah, I was going to say, can I they not tank because? Taves and Kane won't waive their no-move clauses? I don't believe that. I cannot believe that, especially if they gave them a list of teams that they would be willing to go to. I can't believe that there's six teams in the National Hockey League that would not take them. Oh, my God. I mean, especially Kane. I mean, whether it's Buffalo, uh, one of the New York teams, like, seriously. That just, I don't believe it. I don't know. I it's really crazy. don't. Like, I, I don't know how that you're going to do this. Yeah, you're already like six points ahead of. Uh, it's like keeping uh, Vancouver, Khalil Mack, and Robert Quinn. Right? Why? Like, why? It doesn't make sense. Why? It's not yeah. part of your future. Time to trade them. Yeah, like Sylvia always says, trade high, trade high. Now it's a little bit. It's fallen low. You got a World Series pick? Have you been following it all? Or you're too busy I mean, uh, watching football. How are How are you going to beat the Astros? Well, I don't want baseball's them. weird. You I know? don't want them. I mean, you know what? When you watch the Phillies. Like, that's what we were talking about with the White Sox. Like, what happened to that fun? I don't what know. What happened? And the same Tony thing, La Russa. Well, and, and every time we, everyone wanted La Russa gone, you'd say, ah, but what team wins after they, after they let go of their manager? You know, who can win after that? Oh, I guess the Phillies can. I mean, they're, they're bucking all traditions. They're having fun. They couldn't I mean, wait to dump Girardi. fun. I know. They I know. They couldn't wait. I, I, it just, I, I want Philly to win so bad just for that reason. Just because that. it brings the fun back to it. And, and the Astros Schwarber. are gnats. They're just gnats. You think they're still cheating? Yeah. They're just gnats. Yes. They're good, though. I know they're Four good. Four times in six years, I know, man. I mean, like, I that know. is... That's impressive. The Phillies are easy. To, it's, I, dusty, I don't think, I'm not a Dusty fan. No, I like. I don't mind Dusty. I don't think I've ever said this in my life. I can't believe I'm about to say it. Like, a team from Philadelphia is sort of easy to cheer for right now. I, right? Like, how is that? We never would say never, that. Never. Never. I know. Ever, ever. Like, and I like Bryce Harper. I've always liked him. I wanted the White Sox to sign him. Um, that was a tough series for White Sox fans to watch. Like, Machado on one side. Schwarber, who the White Sox should have kicked the tires on and probably should have signed. Never called him. He wanted to play for them. Uh, Harper, you came up short. Zach Wheeler, you went hard after him. He's like, nah, his wife didn't want to come to Chicago. Yeah. So that was a tough series to watch. And I don't know how, but somehow the Phillies are, like, oddly likable. And it's just weird to think that any team from Philly can be likable. I know, but they're having fun. They are. They are. It reminded me of the White Sox two years ago when they were, there was every dugout camera. You just wanted to see what they were doing and what kind of dances they were doing. I mean, it was just fun stuff. And that all was completely gone this year. Completely gone. I might uh, make a look. We we had our big Phillies ticket that we cashed in on. We sold it on PropSwap. It was a nice little profit. Um, I might take a little bit of that profit and reinvest it on the Phillies, just to hope, like you said. It'd be yeah. nice to see them upset. 
the Astros just to hope and, and see. And I don't know. I, I think it's a tough road to hoe. I really do uh, because I think the Astros are awfully good. But if you could steal one, then you go back to Philly, and that crowd has been sensational yep. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Got one. Uh, I got uh, another what, white claw. One? What flavor? Uh, Dave Schuster just handed me another white claw, black the black cherry. cherry. And it's like it's so cold that it's got the little slush in there. That's when it's perfect. Yeah. You know? Mm. <laughs> like there's a little bit. It's. A little frozen, a yeah. little slush. I'm drinking an adult slushy. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll see what they've got cooking to get you home on this feel-good football Friday. Apparently, I have the final word brought to you, as always, by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. On Carmen and Yuriko. I didn't even have to buy him a shot. He was already getting undressed. I'm getting undressed, yeah. I'll show you, show you the two-pack. I'll show you what White Claw does for yeah. the two-pack. Here we go. Mm. 